Hi guys, welcome to Jesse's Place Podcast Season 3. This is still a safe space where I, your resident realtor, discuss business tips, mom life, healing, empowerment, and everything in between. I'm not just your resident real estate agent, I'm here to provide you with resources and ideas to help you level up in every area of your life. And of course, I'm from Brooklyn, East New York, and if you know, you know. Now let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to an all new episode of Jesse's Place Podcast. I'm so happy for you guys to be here. The sun is shining where I'm at, the birds are chirping. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Now today's episode, we are having a real estate-based topic. We are well into 2022, and as you know, the market is changing drastically. Right before the new year, we talked about how the interest rates were going to go really high and they did as predicted. We had our industry expert on who explained to us um, the different ways that we would see changes in the new year and they did happen. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how there are higher rates and then also a shorter supply of inventory. Um, I think the shorter supply of inventory is happening because of um, uh, people not wanting to put their houses on the market because they feel like the mortgage rates are so high that pe- less people are wanting to buy. So we're going to get into that. But before we get into it, I want to talk to my new audience demographic, which is most random today. It's Tennessee, Italy, and France. So big shout out to those Three places. Um, Tennessee is located in uh, the United States and Italy and France is located in Europe. So I want to give a big shout out to my audience demographic for tuning in. I'm excited that you guys are checking in and let me know what you want to hear from your part of the world. And I will definitely be premiering it on a future episode. As always, guys, you can find me on social media at Jesse the Realtor. Check me out on all platforms. And you can also um, support this podcast by subscribing and supporting through donation by clicking the link in the episode details or going to my blog or finding me on social media and clicking the links to support the podcast for future episodes, okay? So I want to give a big shout out to everyone who's been checking in. But without further ado, let's get right into it. I just want to give you guys a head up, heads up that my allergies are in full swing. So you might hear me sniffling here and there, but it's just because I have allergies and not because I have a cold or COVID, thankfully. So let's get right into it. Last year, we saw that a lot of people were um, really, really motivated to buy, especially towards the ending of 2021, because a lot of people were becoming aware that the mortgage rates were going to go really, really high. And like I said, unfortunately, they did, and they went higher than we even predicted. We even saw the increase in credit card spending rates, the interest rates on credit cards. So if you were spending um, a dollar and your interest rate was 0.5, it definitely went up extremely higher. Um, We saw in 2021 that there was a high buyer demand, even though we are currently in a pandemic, um, things are definitely slowing down, but we don't know 
where we are when it comes to this pandemic, especially <clears throat> the last two years, catching everyone um, off guard and not just because of the pandemic, right? Um, there was an influx of buyers last year looking for homes. That means that there was a high demand for homes. Um, one of the reasons was because, like I said, people wanted to beat the rising mortgage rates. And also we saw a lot of um, people, especially uh, millennials, people from my era, um, they saw that the strength there's a strength in home ownership, right? Um, there is a strength um, in, in having um, ownership, right? Because you can do a lot with that. You can flip. We talked about flipping in some of the episodes. We talked about um, Airbnb. We talked about, you know, finding ways to have that side hustle to make money and bring money in. And when you own something, it's a good way to sublet it, lease it, um, and then just find ways to make money from home, right? So that was a, a, a rise that we saw, a trend that we saw in 2021 that we talked about in um, older podcast episodes. And a lot of the times, a lot of people in 2021 just wanted to not be paying um, rent because I've said this before, but you are purchasing a home, whether you are purchasing a home for yourself or purchasing a home for your, your landlord, because no matter what you're paying, whether you're paying a mor mortgage or you're paying rent, your rent is going towards the ownership of that home, even if you are not benefiting from it. And if you are um, paying off a mortgage, mortgage could be, you know, you could call it a rent if you wanted to, but if you were paying a mortgage directly to yourself, then you would be benefiting, benefiting off of the, um, the expense of that mortgage for yourself. So I always say either way, you are purchasing a home. You just need to decide whether you're going to be purchasing a home for yourself or uh, paying off the home for your landlord. All right. But like I said, you know, the last two years definitely caught a lot of us off guard, um, not just because of the um, um, pandemic, but 2021 had the hottest housing market on record in history. Home prices rose nationally. Okay. Natural, nationally, by over 19%, okay? And this was this was really driven by the fact that we still had some low mortgage rates and we had a major supply so shortage. So we had lower mortgage rates, low inventory, so people were basically bidding each other out. I spoke about this before. We saw people, you know, putting in a lot of cash offers, cash offers in 2021. We're seeing that trend steady happening. Um so because of these high demands, we saw people finding different ways to get their foot in the door, right? Um, offering leaseback options, um, putting in cash offers, making sure that they were clear to close by making sure all their mortgage paperwork was ready. Um, before we get into um, uh, the state of real estate right now in 2022 and how the the rates are higher and there's short supply, I want to just remind you about some basic steps. So go get a pen and paper. I'm going to take a sip of water. I did want to tell you guys that I missed you. I love being on this podcast. I love spending time giving you guys information. So please get a pen and paper. Let's get um, really quickly before we get right back into higher rates and low inventory. Um, let's talk about basic steps to get mortgage pre-approval, okay? Um, having a pre-approval and being clear to close, not just, not just a pre-approval. I'm talking about that you could come in 
with a, a clear to close document saying that you've gone through the underwritten process and you are clear to close. That is a very strong way to get a good offer and offer accepted nowadays, right? Especially when you're competing with cash offers, which are clear to close usually right away or at least within 20, 30 days. Okay. So some of the steps to some, we're just going to run through basic steps for mortgage pre-approval. Okay. So, um, the first step is going to be the mortgage pre-approval process where you give the lender all of your financial information. So lenders for me are the Holy grail. They are your financial, um, (laughs) literacy agents. Okay. Um, and I say that because, they're not just mortgage lenders. They're not just mortgage brokers, mortgage lenders. They literally will break down every, they will go through, you know, privately, you know, real estate agents. I am a licensed real estate agent in New Jersey. Um, so as a real estate agent, I do not have privy to your private information. I get to do the second step, which is house, house hunting and presenting an offer. Um, but your mortgage lender will go through all of your information. I don't know why I'm whispering to you today, but I'm just in a zone where my ears are kind of popped from my allergies. So don't mind me, but I'm sorry if this is sounding like I'm whispering, it's not my intention. But anyway, <laughs> your mortgage lender, uh, your, your mortgage broker, your mortgage lender, your um, who, your lending bank, whoever it is that you're going through, they will walk you through the process. They will look at all of your debt. They will look at your debt to income ratio. Um, if you are an entrepreneur and you are on a commission based um, salary, you know maybe you wait tables. Maybe you go out and you get commission based salary by going door knocking, selling products. Uh, maybe you're a hairdresser. Maybe you do nails. It's commission based. Whatever it is that you do entrepreneurially that is commission-based, there is still a way for you to get pre-approved by a mortgage lender. You have to make sure this it does vary state to state, but for the most part, you have to have at least a year's worth of tax return um, documented uh, salary, and, and they can average out what you would get, okay? Uh, I think a stronger commission base would be three years of history. But if you have at least a year of commission-based salary, a mortgage, because people always ask me, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. Can I get pre-approved? Yes, you can. Do you have at least a year um, um, of commission-based salary that we could look back on and see what the average is for the year? Then definitely present that to your mortgage lender. So you're going to have to show your 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 salary. You're going to have to show your your debt. You're going to have to sh- and so that we can come so that I'm sorry, not we, but so that your mortgage lender could compare your debt to income ratio, right? Um, we'll sh- they'll look at your credit score and they'll tell you, okay, if you have a higher credit score, you are afforded a better interest rate. And right now, with the interest rates being so freaking high that is going to be a good thing. So they're going to help you. If you have a lower credit score, they will tell you what you need to work on your credit report um, to get that credit score up, up, up. Um, There are definitely programs for people who have lower credit scores. um, But if you have a higher credit score, that's definitely going to help you get a better mortgage rate. There are some great programs for first-time homebuyers. There are first-time homebuyer grants. There are grants and there are great programs for teachers firefighters, um, healthcare workers, uh, policemen. Um, there are so many, oh, veterans. There are so many great programs for, um, 
uh, people in different um, careers, okay? So definitely reach out to your mortgage lender and ask them, tell them what you do, ask them what type of um, programs are there for you. Um, There are other um, episodes on this podcast where I discuss different types of mortgages that are um, available to you. Uh, We have that the FHA loan program that I explained to you, which provides, you know, first-time home buyers with a lot of help, you know. Um, the requirements to qualify are extremely flexible, uh, more flexible than traditional loans because the FHA understands that a lot of young couples, a lot of first-time home buyers, you don't even need to necessarily need to be a, a young couple to qualify for an FHA, but a lot of um, FHA first-time home buyers are young couples, people who are just starting out or exploring the home process for the first time, but it doesn't matter what age you are. Everyone is welcome to use the FHA home loan program. Um, The property, the only thing with this FHA property, I don't know if you guys remember from previous episode, um, you must buy a residence that you are gonna, it's gonna be your primary residence. It cannot be a, um, a lot of people like to use their first property as a loan investment for investment purposes, which is great. But if you are using an FHA loan, you cannot use an FHA loan to buy an investment property. So keep that in mind when you're searching um, for an investment property, what type of loan you want to become eligible for. So if you are willing to live in your primary residence for a couple of years before you decide to sell or um, use it as an investment property, then FHA loan definitely is a way to go. Um, if you're looking for a challenge, I talked to you about rehab loan where you can, you know, the FHA definitely offers you a chance to renovate a house with a single loan. Um, the rehab loan has similar requirements to an FHA loan. So make sure that you have a good credit score. Um, they do have a very uh, a higher credit score demand for this. So you're going to have to make sure that you have enough um, to put down at least, I think it's still around 3.5%, but please don't quote me. Find out what your lender, if you are interested in a FHA rehab loan, um, uh, or an FHA loan. Okay. Um, then we have some USDA loans, which are, um, you should know that 97% of the country is USDA eligible. Um, so these loans are allow low to medium income individuals to purchase a home in a rural area or country. So if you don't mind living in farmland, you go online, you look up the air of the rural areas and you go right away and you click on the government funded programs, USDA loan, and you apply, 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 apply. Okay. We have VA loans. Um, is this VA loan is, um, it's a, uh, it's a U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, and it's for uh, military members, okay? So one of the great things about being approved for a VA loan as a military member is that you don't have to pay mortgage insurance, okay? And there is a lower credit score minimum, so that's good for you too. Um, also, there are Native American direct loans, which I do not know much about, but they do have a very good uh, credit score minimum, And then we have Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which a lot of people are definitely familiar with. And they are um, government-sponsored loans, which um, purchase properties from lenders on the secondary mortgage market. So this is a way that um, they help first-time homebuyers achieve their goal of owning a home. And how this works is that borrowers have to put down as little as 3% down. 
Um, and it can, and the great thing about this program is that you can receive the money down as a gift from fam from family and friends. Okay. But the downside is that you do have to pay mortgage insurance. Okay. So please talk to your mortgage lender when it comes to the type of loan that you want to get. Um, being mortgage ready and pre-approved is going to help you really lock in, a, you know, getting in a great offer. So, that's just some of the basic steps um, is getting yourself uh, knowledgeable about the type of uh, loan that you want, um, finding out where your credit score stands, providing all that information to a lender and determining which type of loan you're going to need and how you're going to get there if you don't automatically get pre-approved by a lender. Okay. The next step is going to be your house hunting, your offer. Um, your offer is where you submit an offer to a home that you love that I obviously will present to you with. <laughs> I will find you the home that you love. And then the next step after you present an offer with your pre-approval, if you are not clear to close, um, the borrower, if they accept um, the contract, is going to say, all right, let's complete your loan. Let's see if all of the information that you initially applied um, supplied us with is clear to close. So the mortgage process is when the loan processor gathers all of the information that you created, all of the information that you provided, pairs it against the home that you want to purchase and the offer that you presented. And the loan processor is going to create a file and it's going to go to underwriting. Um, in this process, the underwriter will analyze um, this is actually a term for the actual person. Underwriter, when I first went through this process, I did not even know what the word underwriter means. So an underwriter is actually the person who analyzes the loan file to determine if it's going to be approved, which means they're going to put you clear to close. Closing means that you get the keys to the house, you sign on the data line. So the underwriter will determine whether or not you will be clear to close or, it will be, or it's going to be denied. So you're going to either be approved or denied. And then the final step in the mortgage process is getting approved and closing. So the underwriter will issue the final approval and he or she and the home buyer, the he or she, the underwriter will then um, uh, attend their closing and finalize the deal. All right. Well, all parties present usually. Um, so before we get into the higher rates and short supply in the state of real estate, one thing that we need to think about is a lot of people wanted 2022 um, considering this mortgage process, that it would return things back to normal, right? But despite the fact that we have higher um, mortgage rates, the real estate market is still um, booming, basically, you know? And it does decrease affordability when, you know, the people who set out to purchase are now battling against higher rates. Um, so here are some of the so, so we have to also explore what's driving the demand, right? Because we talked about earlier which drive what drove the demand in 2021. So, what's driving the the demand 2022? Even though we have higher mortgage rates and lower inventory, and is there going to be any type of end in sight? So, there are some factors right now um, that are definitely playing a part in it, and we're going to find out how they affect you if you're a current homeowner. homeowner or if you plan to buy or sell this year, 2022, I hope that you are not discouraged. I hope that you get some tools and tips and tricks from the previous podcast where I discussed how you can still purchase in 2022. So over the past couple of years, um, home buyers have faced intense. I mean, it's been crazy the past couple of years during this pandemic. Um, 
competition for new homes. In part, it was because we had historically low mortgage rates, right? And that was a part of the Federal Reserve's efforts to keep the economy. You know, we saw um, everyone got some checks, especially if you had children. Some of us got some checks uh, from the government to help relieve some of the pandemic relief, right? There was business aid for people. Um, a lot of people got in trouble for that, right? Using um, that pandemic relief <laughs> when they wasn't for the PPP loans. <laughs> uh, if you aren't supposed to use a PPP loan, they're coming for you. So make sure you got all your paperwork in order. Um, anyway, so we saw the effects, the effect, the efforts of the Federal Reserve to keep the economy afloat during the COVID nineteen pandemic by having historically low mortgage rates, right? However, in response to a concerning level of inflation, the Federal Reserve is now reversing those efforts. So when we saw them helping us, now they are reversing it, right? By raising the federal funds rates. And as a result, guess what? Mortgage rates suffered. So mortgage rates rose and they rose so high. So experts predicted though, that the mortgage rates will go up as quickly as they have, right? We've talked about it. We had industry experts on the podcast last season and we talked about it. We told you lock in a rate now, um, so that you could still be using um, the rates well into the new year, but that has passed. So in January 2022, the Mortgage Brokers Bankers Association projected that rates would reach 4%, right? But we know that they already hit 5%, right? On a 400, this, this is where it comes into play. So on a 400,000 mortgage, that's a 2% difference. So that translates to a $460 additional monthly payment. So this is why people who were set to purchase last year, if their mortgage was $2,700, if they, if they projected their mortgage to be $2,700, right? And now because of the increase, it's gone up by $400, $450. That's $3,150, Right. So for a lot of people, that is a difference, right? Because that 400 and some odd dollars is, you know, could be spread out to other bills. So that's why for, you know, the common person, I think it's really hitting everyone, these mortgage rates. So mortgage rates have continued on an upward trend. We have not seen a decline in mortgage rates. So impacting, so what's impacting are these rising rates, um, because many buyers had hoped, right? They've been hoping that things will calm back down, that things would go back down. So since inventory remains low, the resulting race has kept home buyer market highly competitive, at least for now, because there's still a demand for homes, even though the mortgage rates are higher. People are just, you know, downsizing and maybe the size so that they can still stay within their budget. So basically, when they usually could afford to purchase a $300,000 home, now they're looking for homes um, that are in the 360 range, 380 range to basically, you know, circumvent the effect of that, that 2% increase that we've seen, um, at the start of the year. Right. So what does this mean for you? Right. Um, this means that while a current 30 year fixed mortgage rate represents an increase over the past couple months, they still will remain below the historical average of 8% that we saw across the economy continues, right? So all across the economy, we've seen an 8% inflation. We're talking about uh, groceries, gas, just everyday purchases, everyday exp expenses. We've seen since the top of the year an 8% increase in inflation. So the feds are definitely, the Federal Reserve is definitely going to raise rates further this year, right? So this, this, 
Oh, I'm sorry. My, I, I'm having lawn service done. So that's probably why you hear some lawn mowing in the background. Don't pay it any mind. I promise to um, not have that being done again. <laughs> I should have scheduled this at a better time. My bad. Anyway, so the Federal Reserve is definitely going to raise rates further this year. It's been predicted. If you watch the news, um, if you follow social media trends, you understand that things are going to continue to rise. So buyers should definitely um, continue to secure a mortgage. Um, I can definitely refer you to a lender. Reach out to me and Jesse the Realtor. Um, I work with a global company, so I can refer you to anyone all over the world. Anyway, and then for sellers, we have to um, also explain to sellers that time is of the essence. Hurry up. Put your home on the market, especially as we're falling into spring and summer. Um, people are definitely on the move. They do not have to take their rip their children out during the school year. So um, we're going to see a lot of selling in the spring and summer. So time is of the essence. Uh, potential buyers may shrink as mortgages become more expensive. So if you plan to finance your next home, you'll want to act quickly to secure a favorable rate for yourself, okay? So you can always contact me to discuss your options. You could always email me. You could reach out to me on social media and I can refer you um, to a local real estate agent in your area or to a local lender in your area. It'd be my pleasure, okay? Um, home prices are gonna keep climbing, right? Because as we've seen, when one house sells for, let's say one house sells for 400 grand, um, usually the house next door will not sell for less than that. Unless it's an atrocity next door, a complete dump next door, the house next door will usually sell for around that price or significantly higher. So home prices are going to keep climbing. So history shows that higher interest rates don't necessarily translate to lower home prices, right? Because like I said, if you are in the market to purchase a home, that is 380 and you want to you want to be comfortable around that that price considering that there is a higher mortgage rate you're probably going to be shopping for a home that's 350 so that you can bid up as you go so home rise home prices definitely have risen between you know five percent or more um people do expect that home prices will continue to go up throughout 2022 though maybe at a slower pace than the last 12 months months okay so in addition to limited supply and a race to beat rising mortgage rates home values climb because of positive economic indicators like low unemployment but also keep in mind it low unemployment is a factor because a lot of people who were eligible for unemployment during the pandemic guess what they used up all their benefits so a low unemployment rate does not necessarily mean that people are not unemployed okay Anyway, so it's not bad news for all prospective home buyers. You know, um, definitely a mortgage rates will eventually slow down. Um, we shouldn't see rapid um, rises in mortgage rates, okay? And Fannie Mae, who is an accredited lender, expects prices to slow down in 2023. We're expecting it to go down to mid like 4.5, maybe 4.8, or even 4.2, you know? So at the end of the day, this means that the, the pace of appreciation is going to decrease in the next year, right? So keep your, your fingers crossed. Um, a lot of people are slowing down. So home prices show no signs of going down. However, current labor shortages are leading to higher salaries, right? Because a lot of people did not want to go back to the office and better job opportunities for a lot of workers. So even though you may find that your income growth outpaces home prices, making home ownership is going to be more affordable for you in the future. So for homeowners, the outlook's even brighter. You could find yourself sitting on a nice 
pile of equity, right? So definitely contact a real estate agent for a free comparable home value assessment, okay? So even though inventory raise, um, remains extremely low, most home buyers do agree that the lack of inventory is the, the primary factor in driving um, rising housing prices, okay? And competition for homes. It's crazy out here in these streets. It's crazy in these streets. We're talking about cash, cash offers, overbidding. And overbidding is good because uh, for home buyers who are using a traditional mortgage, because guess what? Um, I mean, it's bad because in a way, people who are putting in cash offers, they're, they're paying way over. But people who do not want to pay way over, guess what? Uh, mortgage pe people who are using mortgages, they don't have to worry about overbidding because they are going to um, be offering with their mortgage what the bank will appraise the house for. So that's where you can stay safe by having a mortgage is that you would definitely be protected by that. No overbidding for you. Okay. So I'm as a real estate agent, always reach out to your, your agent because real estate trends provide an outlook and a real estate agent, a local real estate agent is going to help you guide you through the ins and outs of your local market and help you with local issues that are going to um, help you in your particular neighborhood. So if you're considering buying or selling, now is the time. Hurry up and assess your options and make the most of this real estate landscape. Okay. So as always, I love bringing you information. This is the state of real estate in 2022 so far. We do expect things to change. But as always, reach out to your local real estate agent. And as always, this is Jesse's Place Podcast, a safe space. I look forward to bringing you more weather reports on the... I feel like this was a weather report. I really do. <laughs> I will definitely be bringing you more trends in real estate as I see them. I do hope to have... Um, some knowledgeable real estate experts later on in the season. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. As always, reach out, subscribe, send me your questions. What do you want to hear me talk about? Um, please consider donating and supporting this podcast to support and sustain future episodes. Until next time, I love you guys. And thank you for tuning in each and every week for a brand new episode. The best is yet to come. Stay tuned for future episodes. Bye. Remember, challenge yourself to become the person you want to become. Stretch and be ready to fail. Always remember that the right people will value you in the right way. Practice humility. And when you make room to speak about what exists in the present, you no longer have time for the past. Live your life purposefully and with intention manifest stay blessed till next time subscribe leave a message leave a review and as always i thank you